good intro. We'd be like, right. <laughs> I need my mic. I need my mic. I'm not ready. Um, I've literally just play, pressed play because me and Reese have been chatting already for about half an hour. Um, and then we were like, we should have pressed, pressed record before all this. Um, we, should, we should have pressed record before all this. Um, but yeah, basically, hi guys. This is episode 31. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope everyone's well. Um, yeah, we were basically, I won't go into all the details. We've been chatting about loads of stuff because um, uh, Reese left me again this week. So we've had a bit of a catch up. But yeah, we were just chatting about how almost nowadays it seems to be the case, especially with, you know, obviously the enhanced side of bodybuilding. It almost seems to be more a case of science than actually a sport and people focus more on what you're taking and what we can take to enhance the physique rather than what we can actually do in terms of training to, to enhance the physique. So we were chatting about that. Um, do you want to touch on it, mate? Or do you want to leave it there? Um, I mean, we could we could kind of like give a bit of an overview because like you, you gave an overview there, but I felt like we could probably go into a little bit of detail. So yeah, basically what we were kind of just summarizing is like the general thought process to training now. There's definitely some coaches, industries, etc. that like it's still, and I say industries, more like cliques of coaches, etc. that are all in a position where they're like, oh, let's do this and let's do that. And it's very, like we've said before, when it comes to the volume and like reps and reserve training and stuff like that, there's there's trends and there's always going to be trends. A couple of years ago, it was JP's do or die, him doing like one and two rep maxes on shoulder presses and just getting stronger. Then it was going down like the evidence base of reps and reserve training. And I feel like, especially when it comes to like top level coaching now, um it's more so a sense of like the training is almost like a not not like a not even a byproduct like the training is just getting the gym second thought isn't it yeah do the basics and there's not much passion into it and it's just like right are you training chest once a week yep cool spot on that sound yeah. are you training are you training your delts yep cool okay spot on yeah, it's and not like, how are you training them it's are you i oh what's yeah. your frequency are you training legs twice our oh, sound it's like yeah, that sound well, there's more to it than that like, yeah and it's like if they were, let's say, looking flatter, and this is maybe in a competition prep, instead of thinking, right, how can we manipulate training? Or let's say our, we're, in, we're in a prep and our performance is coming down. And as a result of that, obviously, our food's going to be lower. So instead of thinking, oh, okay, let's, let's play around with training volume. Let's bring training volume down. Let's find a kind of a baseline where we can still recover. I feel like nowadays, pretty much where people are just like, right, well, we haven't actually utilized this compound. So let's push this in because this will actually improve performance. Mm-hmm. And it's, where it's not actually based off training. It's just based on how many, how many things can we give you? that we're not really thinking about the long term and i think there are coaches and this is not me throwing shots to anybody literally there's gonna be plenty of coaches that think about the long term but it's often where training gets neglected and i feel like as i said to you like there's a probably a difference in people's physiques there's a reason why there's so many individuals who are not that strong who are not that centered towards their training and it's no wonder and again we actually didn't mention this but post prep and post let's say phases where people are so focused on a goal people usually fall off because they don't actually love their training like if you were to not pose and not compete you'd still train because you love getting stronger like your six plate beside on the cybex shoulder press that's fucking good that's really strong but i don't think many people get that much reward out of that and it's where like they just be thinking well, I, I trained my delts that day and oh they might be looking a bit flatter oh, i just need to up this or i need to put this in or i need to put that in or oh, i need to do a tidy up because i need to get sensitive and stuff like that and in reality it's like- where you don't like focus on basics. Losing that that passion, like a lot of a lot of bodybuilding is is for me anyway. Like it's almost losing that side of things where it's like, where's the 
not the enjoyment because I know people do still enjoy it. Like, but where's the sort of the love for training gone? Like, I feel like for a lot of people now, it's not so much like training is the first focus. It's it's almost that well, I have to train to make the most of taking this and taking that because I'm competing. And it's like, I feel like that's the wrong way around. But that's not even what we were really speaking about, was it? We were just sort of chatting about like different things and coaching, obviously chatting about like, obviously you training Sanaya, but obviously her being coached by Tom and stuff and just how that's a little bit, not like imbalanced, but we said it's a bit, for, for me, like that would be difficult for me to have a client who had someone yeah. doing the training, someone doing the food, someone doing the drugs. Like you want to have control and take charge over it all like because and like we were saying like the main thing is the training like if a client when if a client doesn't send me form videos i get annoyed if a client doesn't (laughs) let me know how the training's going i get annoyed i don't care if it looks like it's going well in the sheets if it looks like they're eating the food well like if they're not actually like sending me at least some training footage especially at the start of coaching like i get really pissed off and i'm like look your training's not going to be improved it's not where it needs to be i can guarantee it like so you need to start sending me videos and that's because that's the enjoyable part and also that's like where the passion comes from like i don't know obviously you know you want to help people across all aspects but i'm not passionate whether someone's hit their macros or not but obviously it helps like you know what i mean it helps and if they're not it's like right come on this needs sorting but if someone sends me like a mint set on a hack or something like that i'm like this is fucking mint like yeah that's like enjoyable um yeah but yeah, I think I view almost like the macros as like a gateway to better training because it's like, right, you're what I'm saying to a client today, his training's great, but his other variables let down his training. So that sounds yeah. a bit contradictory, but his training for what he can get out of it now is good in terms of his yeah. form, in terms of his effort in the set, but his energy levels, I guarantee can be improved through better sleep, better nutrition. His recovery can be better. His, his yeah. look will be better. Like all these things can improve even though his training at the minute is pretty good. All the other external variables that align, hold him back. need to align, yeah. yeah, they're holding him back at the minute. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we ought no, to just why start. Do you think, why do you think, like, so I know you said we'll think we start, I just want to carry on. Why do you think it is the case? Because I personally think it's, firstly, there's a lot of more evidence coming out now, a lot more science regarding it. And then I also think as well, I'm not going to say people being lazy, but just people shying away from the shit that's hard. Like genuinely. Like, yeah, people don't, people, people don't you know, like, I don't think people like training hard. A lot of people. And I'm not saying that, oh, we fucking love training hard. I'm not going to go down that. I'm not being biased about it. But I feel like nowadays, and, you know, generally you can look at people who do put in the the, the work and, you know, the people who are doing, like, as much as I hate the whole sort of hardcore outlook and the almost like the bro science side of things, like, generally if you look at the people who are doing the shit that most people don't want to do, the hard stuff, the stuff that's like, oh, fucking hell, I don't want to do split squats. Or I don't want to do that because it's hard. I don't want to pull from the floor. Like Most of the time, they've got a pretty good physique. Like yeah. It's very rare that you'll see the guy who doesn't do any of the hard work building a really good physique. Like yeah. it's, it's obviously, it's pretty... I mean, it's not rocket science. Like that just makes sense, doesn't it? Like if you're putting in the effort, if you're doing more hard work than someone else, you're probably going to get better results. It's not that simple. And I don't like that whole just, oh, fucking just train harder. Like it's not always the case. You know what I mean? But I do think like nowadays, it's almost like there's always someone, we're always searching for an easy way out. And it's even the same in terms of like off season. Like 
people will will give up on an off season. Oh, I need, I need to diet. As soon as they feel like one day they struggle yeah, to get their food in, one day's worth of yeah. bad feedback. They're like, like their appetite goes down. And yeah, like, for a little bit. I need to pull back. Can you to, to, to have a food break? And it's like, no, you've actually got to a point that not many people get to embrace it and I now kick on. You know, I can't remember who who posted it. It might have been something. Was it something that Cuba put on? And I don't really follow Cuba that much. Like, but I think it was just one of his one of his training posts, and it literally said something like that. It was like. Uh, everybody's looking for an easy way out um, in terms of like off season nowadays, like just eat your food and train, like just, just yeah. do it and you'll grow. And it is, it is really that simple. Like you do that long term, and obviously in terms of your training, you make sure that you're progressively training. Like you are going to grow. You don't need to look for an easy way out or overanalyze it or constantly changing your training or constantly changing your food or, thinking oh i need to pull back do a mini cut and then grow again it's like you probably don't like unless you're really really struggling like and you've got insanely yeah. fat like you probably you're probably all right yeah. Uh, but yeah it's i don't know it's like we could make a whole episode on this and we could well on, on pretty much what we were chatting about before as well like we could make an entire episode on it but we won't for today because we do have questions even though i feel like we could it's a good it's a good topic but yeah yeah we could we'll revisit upon and I feel like fair, you, we'll, you end up going down too many tangents though. Like, yeah, I feel it's like hard it to be Yeah. Yeah, because you could just bring up anything. You could go off literally we just started talking about people going and getting to a point where their food gets high and then going, Oh, I need to diet. That could be a topic on itself, you know? And yeah, it's it's just a bit of a shame. Like I said, it's not where like I've gone to a different gym, ditched Finn for a few days and like I've like, oh everyone no one's training hard because it wasn't that at all. Yeah. But yeah, it was literally just something that we thought, like we were chatting about, having a little catch up, uh, seeing how the last week had gone. And uh, and yeah, but basically, mate, we'll actually have that catch up because that's usually what we start with. Uh, obviously, I was in Leeds. Um, I'll let Finn kind of start off. How was your, your session? What did you get on the uh, dumbbell RDO? I haven't spoke to you. You got the 80s, didn't you? What'd yeah, you I only got them for like seven and a half. They were too big. Like they're massive. I know obviously you did the hundreds, but they're literally yes. Like, huge. I, I couldn't I couldn't they they were hitting against each other they as soon as I picked them up like I think I must have had my grip my grip felt fine but as soon as I picked them up they tilted completely so I didn't have like a solid grip on them yeah they just felt they, they, they felt okay I had to pause them because they felt so awkward so I was pausing in the in the length and for like a oh, that's good. That's good. yeah, yeah like, felt, mate, that's the load nice. felt fine it didn't yeah. feel like I couldn't manage the load. It was the the size of the dumbbells. If they yeah. were like the same size as the seventies, it'd probably been a good like 10, 10 or twelve rep set. Like they felt fine, but yeah, they're just fucking massive. I literally, I almost had to have my arms out here to try and keep them apart. So it just felt a bit off. But yeah, it was still that session was pretty good. Um, what did I do? I get two reps up on the pendulum. Um, Cluster set, I improved the, improved the depth on the cluster set. That was good. Um, all the isolations were sound. Although I think I'm going to try the Life Fitness ham curl because I'm not really getting on that well with the prime. Um, it's okay, but I just feel like it's... I think what it is is because I love that Cybex version one uh, thingy, uh, Evo. Yeah, I love that so much that I compare everything to it. And it's like that. the prime hamstring curl feels nowhere near as good as that. So I might yeah. just drive to Evo, do hamstring <laughs> and go shoulder yeah. flex. Would you um, be would you be opposed to maybe trying a lying ham? Because we've done those seated, so we've rinsed them whenever we Yeah, been. the only thing is that I just find with a lying ham, I just can't create anywhere near as much force as I want to. Like I feel mm. like my hips. Without your hips coming if around. If it was yeah. the only option I had, I'd be like, yeah, Sam, yeah. 
Like, yeah, I, I don't mind a line hand, but I agree. It gets to a point where you need that snappy, explosive, concentric. Just, yeah, I feel like that, and the hips all over the place, and yeah. it's just a bit of a mess. So, yeah, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be too opposed to. Try. I like the life fitness. I like the prime. I, I, I get to a point with both of them where you kind of just run them into the ground. And like, I do like, I do like the the prime lying hamstring curl is actually really nice. I do like it. Um, hmm. But yeah, I almost I prefer a prone ham like later on in the session when the load yeah. is likely going to be down a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mainly just because I find that if I'm, no, I think when you're fresh, visions, you keep yeah. your hips locked. It makes sense to do a seat. I think down. there's like, quite a lot sense. of, like there's some good data behind that as well. Like that actually it generally makes more sense to do a seated hamstring curl when you're a bit fresher. Um, yeah. Well, in terms of just general force that you can create and stimulus that you can put through the hamstrings, I think it's generally better on a seated hamstring curl than it is on a lying. Um, but yeah, that was, that was still a pretty good session. Uh, Monday was, was good. That's the session that I posted on, on Instagram. Um, what did I get? Six plates for five on the Cybex shoulder press, five plates nice. for eight. And then I got four for like 18. I think I got something like that. And I remember, do you remember like when I prepped, I think I got like four for eight was something like something like that was my best. Um, yeah. That's pretty cool. Wait, you're stronger than you were when you were prepping? Yeah, fucking like, uh, mental. Uh, mate, mental. I thought you were dieted by this point. You know, I'm surprised you've got All the dieting point. and all the changing of training that I've done throughout this game. Yeah, I thought that. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday, because it's obviously the third session in a row, I'm always a little bit trashed going into it. Um, but it's always It's not the most demanding of sessions. Obviously, being back and delts, but any of the back work is... It's not like I'm doing a bent row or anything like that. So it's not that demanding. I actually really enjoy that session because it doesn't absolutely fuck me up, whereas pretty much every other session seems to. Um, but yeah, that was quite good. I did change um, the seated row because I've been using the Watson seated row for the past, the like, yeah, the past like three or four weeks. And it just doesn't feel as good as a normal seated cable row uh, that I was doing before, like the D-handle seated cable row. It just doesn't feel as good. Um, so I've, I've switched that back. Um, I gave it a bit of a go and I progressed it pretty well and it felt all right, but I feel, I, I don't know, I can really lock in well on just a normal seated row. I can align it perfectly. Oh, me. Yeah. I like it just with the D handles on the separate cables. Like, it feels really nice. So yeah, that was um, the only change I think that I made. Oh, I'm also doing a single arm lateral as well on the life fitness lateral. Okay, of course uh, you're doing all the lateral, mate. Do too many of them. Laterals galore, mate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah I, uh, Single arm lateral on the live fitness. I, f I just find I can align my joints better with it and I can connect better. I always find on a dual arm lateral on pretty much any, I just find it, it fucks my joints up. Like I've, the amount of times that we've done it and I've been like, it just doesn't feel right. Like it always just feels awkward. And I think it's because it almost forces you to slightly retract. Even yeah, if you yeah. try and keep your shoulders forward, it's very difficult. How many times? I notice it all the time. I literally yeah. start like retracting and I'm like, Breeze, stop. Very it's almost where you start to scrunch up, you trap, start to get it, uh, yeah. and then you start to throw the load around. And like, I can connect really well with my side delt, so I'm quite lucky. But like, I know for you that that load is not going through your side delts at all. That literally no, just. I, I can stack a lateral machine, but it just feels like yeah. that utter shit. So like, I'd much yeah. rather not do that. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I felt a lot better doing it, doing it single arm. That was good. Yeah. But yeah, it's been it's been decent. Uh, rest day today, all is good. Feeling good. Two hundred and eighteen pounds this morning. Yeah, saw that, mate. Yeah, two hundred eighteen for the first time 
day yesterday. No, I've been 218 a few times. I, my average yeah. this no, week. Not today. It was like a few days ago. I felt like it was the first time I saw 218 on your your, your morning Snapchat. No, snap, Snapchat. I'm fucking using Snapchat in ages, years. Snapchat, Mate, Instagram. Shannon still uses Snapchat. Fucking hell. I, feel, I genuinely think if you're over the age of like 18 and using Snapchat, it's just you're a danger to yourself at this point. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But yeah. Um, Saturday session, we, 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 we pulled. Um, Finn got 230 for. For two? I'm resetting it, yeah. Yeah. Are you going to do yeah, we, we said that top set was a, just fucking you It's not a healthy. Yeah, it's not yeah. healthy. And I got, I got 270. I was quite happy with that. Uh, 270 for four. Probably going to go 275 next time. Get four. If I don't get four, probably stay on that. But I want to get four. It didn't feel too heavy. It's weird. Whenever I take... That's how I was meant to say. 270. Didn't feel that heavy. But, uh, but genuinely, whenever I up the load on any hip hinge now, it kind of... It moves slow, a lot slower than it feels. I didn't really think, oh fucking hell, that felt heavy. It was just slow to move. And then I got two twenty thirty. Like they're excessively slow. No, 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 no. But I just feel like there's not much like snap to it. It's almost where not whenever I go, really. yeah, exactly. But then like two twenty for thirteen, it's like well, again, we actually I did two twenty twice. The the weight fell off the side. Yeah. I did four reps. So technically, I got seventeen reps on two twenty. It might have just been with a three to four minute interval because I was pissed About off. Ten minutes. I did my set. I did one forty. Yeah, you did, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, one forty for twenty two. So yeah, that was pretty brutal. And then Monday, uh, me and me and Sanaya went to Leeds. So it was my birthday last month. So a bit of a late birthday present, but I mean, it was quite a cool idea. Um, I went to uni in Leeds. In case anyone like no doesn't know why, so we just kind of enjoyed a few days there. We decided to stay an extra night, which was nice. Uh, so I trained ultra flex for for push on Monday. Um, didn't really I did my usual session there it was quite cool because I hadn't used bits of kit so I got seven plates per side on the Atlantis close grip press which my best before that was like five and a half for a set of six I got a seven for like five it was it was it wasn't a poor set but it was one where like you know you do six and it was an easy warm so you're like right well seven's going to be heavy but I can't not do, I'm not doing six and a half like I should have done six and a half but I wasn't so if I was there again probably within six and a half but i was like right i'll do seven for a for a low rep set and uh, and then i got six for i think like nine afterwards so that was good uh hammer strength incline press got five plates fresh for a set of eight i think and then four and a half plates for a set of 12 13 um that was that was all right and uh, and then we did like a high incline smith um and then tuesday session was lower probably one of the best sessions i've had uh, my knee um aaron aaron the physio uh, you know kieran uh, is it kieran daly daly yeah he um apparently mate, he got done some physio work by aaron and he goes oh are you aaron the physio and aaron goes yeah like of course and he started like dying apparently in laughter and he was like you've made a burner you've been asking you know that geo ashley that we said is aaron you know because <laughs> you know the question he started dying and aaron was like what's this about and he was like mate i was so confused he was just in tears and he was like and he goes have you been stitching me up on the podcast he like proper said it to me i was like no we just said that you've been asking us some questions on a fake account and he was like fucking hell no and i was like mate we didn't actually say it and no one would know like unless they see who we tag like they wouldn't really know who you are it's not going like this guy from this place is is, is making a fake account so anyway um yeah did uh, i've been getting work done on my knee uh, but it was the best my knee felt 
in a decent while. Uh, so it was, I got the Atlantis hack seven plates for 12. I only did one set because I did, I did literally probably the best set that I've done in a long while on any squat variant. I probably, if my knee felt good, I probably would have done eight for like a set of like six to eight, but, uh, but that was good. I, uh, I did the dumbbell RDL. I got hundreds just because I messaged you when I saw the hundreds, because I, I, I saw the hundreds and I like messaged Finn. You do I what like, I asked you to do. Drop them on tonight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm surprised I even managed to get them to the bench. I genuinely, I picked them up. I strapped up to pick them up and I, li- I picked one of them up. And Mate, I, was like, I know what I'm, the 80s feel like and it's yeah. fucking hard work to move. I was like, I literally said to myself, my, my head just went, this isn't moving. Isn't it and weird like, though, like, yeah. what we've said before, like it feels incredibly hard to like even just move the 80. But then when you pick them up and you go into the set, it's not like nothing. that difficult. Like, yeah, they felt like, mate, I finished the set. Yeah. And I, yeah, I finished the set and I said to Sanaya and Alex, because one of my clients, Alex was there. And I said like, they were like, like if I had another, ro- if I had another rotation, genuinely I would have got probably 15 or 16. I'd get like a five reps up. It was the size of them, as we said earlier on the dumbbells. And just like that new kind of load with a different, so I've never done that before. So I wasn't as efficient, but I picked them up and I literally was like, yeah. Fuck all weight. They didn't feel heavy at all. So yeah, 100 kilo dumbbell RDL. Um, Hamstring leg press was good. So yeah, my knees the in the best spot it's been. Um, and then Wednesday was just like a, a push and arms or delts and arms session. As you said, it's the third session for me in a row, and I'm always battered by it. But it's not a battering. Like, I don't feel ruined after the session. I just feel ruined on that day because it's the third training day in a row. So yeah, it was all good. Um, and to be fair, special, special mention. Uh, I know we'll be listening to this Monday morning. Alex probably on his, uh, either his way to the gym or way to work. Uh, it was lovely to see him, bought me, uh, me and Sonara day pass. So thanks for that, uh, for, for Monday. Uh, saw Andrew, you know, you know, Andrew Horn, um, 78 kilos, like, peeled all year really round, good. eating a ridiculous amount of food. Yeah, he looks really good. And then uh, I saw Mo, who was, uh, who's another one of my clients. So it was quite nice. And then I saw obviously the people that I trained there with when I was there pretty every day for, for uni so yeah really really nice few days training's been spot on uh, nice to be back though like it's i've been said to you like it's all over the place and it's like i, I, I miss my routine i miss just being boring doing the same stuff so like today was you've got to do something every week you know you've got no to go channel, you have met i think it's been the, for every week for the past like month since christmas no, three it's it was christmas then somerset then leeds but leeds and christmas are <laughs> like three in four weeks but yeah, hopefully I can have like a month now just being boring and just doing the same stuff. That would be fantastic. So yeah, that's that. But that's really an update for me. There's not really too much else to report, I don't think. I was 111 kilos this morning, um, which again is the exact same body weight as I have been. I was 110.4 uh, on the 21st of December. So almost a month later and body weight isn't really much higher. So I probably will be pushing food up, but then training performance is in such a good spot and I'm liking how I'm looking. So I'm like, well, I probably will push up when needed. Like I'll probably look to get to like 113 to 115 kilos. But right now, like I'm almost kind of, this is the first time my body weight stabilized. So I'm almost just making what I can out of it. And then when food's needed, food will be going up. But yeah, that's pretty much that. Uh, anything else that you wanted to add before getting into the, the, the cues? No, mate. I've got some from right. last week. I found them, but you can go first if you want. Oh, I've got them ready. Oh, mate. I haven't got them up. You, okay. You're going to have to fill this in with some... Uh, we need to get... So, up I, asked, I asked the one... Uh, yeah, I asked that one. Uh, first one. Okay, cool. So this is from Aria. She's actually asked two questions. So one of my clients, Aria, the girl that does um, posing with Sanaya as well. Yes. Yeah. So she asked, how do you improve grip strength and is it actually important? 
So I would say, no, it's not important, really. Use your straps. If you're still having issues, I'd say your straps probably aren't on properly. Um, if you're still having issues, maybe you chalk along with your straps. And then if you're still having issues, then yeah, potentially look at doing some grip strengthening exercises like farmer's walks and forearm exercises and things like that. Yeah, you've answered it, mate. You just said a question. Haven't even given me a chance to answer. And then you just go, yep, sound. I know. Yeah, not really too much. I'm going to do, do, start doing that. <laughs> yeah, can I give a proper meathead answer of like what people say? You know, we're bodybuilders. We're not training our grip. <laughs> Who the fuck cares? You know, like you hear people say stuff like that. And it's like, well, obviously you don't want your grip to be a limitating factor. That's for sure. I always get really frustrated, if I'm honest. Like whenever clients say, like, oh, mate, my grip let me down. Like there's certain times where... Yeah, there's certain times where sometimes your grip can let you down, but I usually find it's just from people fucking rushing, strapping up, and yeah, maybe their hands are sweaty. It's also or straps are old. Straps being on the wrong way and stuff like. How many people yeah. have you had to say, "Oh, by the way, mate, your straps are on the wrong way." Like, if you put them yeah. like this, it'll feel better. And they do it, and they're like, "Oh shit!" And that's a lot of people who are pretty well trained as well. Like, yeah. th- those little things can really like. Imagine if you're always losing a rep or two on a set because you just your grip's going. But actually, it's yeah. the fact that you're not using the strap properly. Like little yeah. things like that. So, yeah, um, that's that answered. So, she, I'll just, because she asked another one, mate, I'll do that one as well. Uh, what are the benefits of a slow rep? Are you actually going to let me answer? Sorry, no, I'm interrupting. No, I'll, I'll, do this. I'll do this one as well. So, actually, if yeah. you want, mate, I'll just do the podcast on my own. Uh, she is your client. So. What are the benefits? I'll let you answer this one. If you know the answer, you might not know the answer to be fair. You usually struggle. Might not. Actually, I take them because you usually struggle. Uh, yeah, what are the benefits sense. of slow reps on both eccentric and concentric? And is slow necessary for both? And I also, we might so as well. The, what, what's a concentric and what's an eccentric? Sorry. Sorry, Finn. Could you help? Could you pause the. Let me pause it. We'll, we'll Google it like we usually do. Yeah. Can, you just, <laughs> yeah, can we just Google it? Buy the answer. Or should we ask another coach and go, hey, mate, just had a question from the client. <laughs> just wondering if I can run it by you. <laughs> go on, answer it. I well, got, what, I got one. No, no, no. You want to say something? Yeah, you know, you know, Kez. Quace. Yeah, 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 yeah. Quace. I said Kez because I know that's how you're supposed to say it. Yeah, but I call it Quace. So Everyone Kez, if you're listening, I pronounce it right. Um, so yeah, basically, he asked today. I've not got it in front of me because I'm on last week's, but he asked as well. Have you ever thought about timed concentrics and what are your hmm. thoughts on them? So let's cover that alongside this. Because okay. Aria asked about. Oh tempo on both eccentric and concentric so what are the yeah. benefits of slow tempo well i think tempo manipulation in general if we were to categorize it as tempo manipulation definitely has place like we've done tempo manipulation before when we've been limited to load it can be a progression model so you can go for a slower eccentric uh, we're going to be stronger in an eccentric phase so it makes sense to, to kind of milk what you can out of an eccentric so for example on like the last rep of a press if you can get it fully short and you can lock it out you're always going to have that content as that eccentric uh, unless you've obviously been given like an assisted rep so it may kind of make sense to milk what you can out of that eccentric phase usually as a result of that can get a little bit more at the set for concentric work uh, i'm usually um especially there's certain body parts i feel like there could be some benefit to and this is something that we haven't really thought too much about we've never really kind of played around with concentric kind of training in a sense have we like yeah, we've thought about we it on some, I mean, yeah some when it's been limited by design 
but I think for the vast majority of individuals, um, like I'm trying to not kind of put myself in a bracket by saying this because there will be benefits to it. But I think for the vast majority of cases, just a fast explosive concentric, as long as you're not just throwing the weight around is usually going to be better. And then we also know that as a result of that, we can usually get a little bit more force production. You can usually just activate just a little bit more of the actual musculature that we're trying to work by going for a more explosive concentric. But I think for, for example, like lateral raises, we did banded lateral raises with a real slow concentric with a nice pause during lockdown periods and we have played around with concentric training but like when we've needed to but when we're in the gym it's not where we'll be thinking oh let's go for a super slow concentric unless it's maybe something like let's say lat training and we're trying to really get something in line we're trying to get a good internal feel um but again it's going to be massively dependent on someone's individual needs i'd say not for for uh, is the is it aria by the way i, I yeah. don't want to say a name yeah i'd say for aria like Eccentric should be pretty much standardized across movements. It could be manipulated if needed. Concentrics, I would say for the vast majority of individuals in the gym, if you've got decent amount of kit, they don't really need to be controlled, but they definitely can be. They, they definitely can be um, just to make something more challenging and have almost as a progression model if needed. So yeah, what do you think? What, what are your opinions? Because you kind of touched upon concentrics. Yeah, so I'll cover it. Like I'll try and cover it in a bit of an order. Like you, What you've covered there, I agree with completely, but the what I try and sort of explain it to clients as, and I always did this as a PT as well, you know, when people go, why do I need to control this bit? Or they'd struggle controlling the eccentric. And I'd always explain like, look, if, you, if you're, you are stronger here, like there's no question about it. I'd always, I'd always give them an, an, an example of, I'd pass them a bar, pass them a barbell, like a, a 10 kilo, um, no, like a, like a 30 kilo barbell, sorry. And like give them it here and say, right, control that down. And they'd be able to a bit on a, on a bicep curl, and then they snap, oh, snap both biceps, and it was great. No, they'd they'd like they'd be able to a bit, but not a lot. Yeah, and then I'd say, yeah. right, curl it up, no chance, not moving at all. I say, there you go. So you've got more strength on that eccentric than you have on the concentric. Same with the squat. You know, you put a bar on someone's back, you tell them to to sit down with it and control it, then you tell them to try and squat up, and it's too heavy, no chance. So we're trying to almost fail across a full range. So let's say I'm not going to give an exact number, but let's say we're stronger on the eccentric weaker on the concentric it makes more sense spending more time there to try and fail almost at the same kind of time yeah so when we're approaching failure we're almost approaching through the uh, we're almost failing through the eccentric as well as the concentric so like you said on like a final press like if you're trying to control like if you finish it and it's really hard to get that last rep short and you're then trying to control the last eccentric but you almost can't that's spot on because it's like right you've, you've timed that really well it's quite difficult to get that but that's kind of why it makes sense obviously like you said um but yeah in terms of um what um like she asked about in terms of concentric but also what kez asked in terms of concentrics like we've done it on a single arm um, not a single arm a single leg leg press we've done it on that or i've at least done it on that yeah yeah we did we did a four second one didn't we yeah, four, four by four it was like four seconds yeah. down four seconds up the main reason that I wanted to do it on that was because generally I wanted to try and engage a little bit more in terms of where can I feel this? Yeah. Trying to feel it almost more on the outside of my quad. Yeah. So it's like little things like that. I feel like if you struggle to engage a certain body part, so like if you've got a weak body part, you struggle to engage it, then slow concentrics can be a good idea to improve that sort of that connection between the, the the movement and actually feeling the movement, um, that sort of neurological patterning. If you're just chucking the weight, you're probably not going to connect that well. So if you struggle, then I'd almost slow it down before you can learn to, to, to connect with it. And then you can probably be a bit more powerful. 
But another thing I say with clients as well is there's a big difference between chucking a weight and moving a weight with power and control. So yeah. if you're chucking a weight, like a lap pull downs or like single arm lap pull downs, always a good one. You can see the difference between like this would be like dragging it with power where you're sort of like dragging the elbow down to the hip. Whereas like chucking it would be, you'd see the whole body move, you'd yeah. see the shoulder throw it yeah. from A to B. And I think you know, if you're trying to throw a weight from A to B, yes, you might feel the squeeze at the bottom, but you're missing out on that whole concentric really. So there's still a level to it. So those concentrics, they still need to be controlled to an extent, don't they? You know, it's not just like, even when we're pressing, we're pressing with power, but we're not just trying to throw it about and we're not letting everything else take over. So there's levels to it, but yeah, like I think, like you said, in terms of a progression model, if you're trying to increase like time under tension and let's say you're doing already like really slow eccentrics and you know you, you think about how can i progress this further especially if you've maxed out let's say it's on uh for example like a hamstring curl and you've maxed out the the the, the stack or something like that like okay right let's let's focus on pauses let's focus on slower concentric mm-hmm. so yeah there's ways that we can do that but i think the, the main benefit for me and my opinion of doing those is for almost more of an intensifier in terms of an internal feel and more sort of metabolic stress and blood flow through increasing the time under tension. Um, but yeah, it's quite interesting. Um, but I don't think yeah. like I wouldn't recommend it for everything. I'd use it as an intensifier when needed. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be one that like you literally could control if we were to go into a lockdown and you were to have banded movements or you were to have limited load and you've let's say a year lockdown and you've got bands and a 10 kilo dumbbell. Once you've rinsed, a two second eccentric to a three second eccentric to a four second eccentric to a two second hold on contraction to a two second hold on the length and you then could play around as like a final resort hoping that boris reopens the gyms and you're like right fuck it, i'm on concentric training here or concentric manipulation that could be something you go towards and like i said with what Finn mentioned and what we mentioned there's definitely going to be time and place but i would most likely shy away for the vast majority unless it's going to be really really required but it's one that i think could definitely have some like Years down the line, we might change our opinions. We might there might be some new literature that comes out. There might be, but in general, right now, I'd say we're. I think, like I say, I think in terms of internal feel and in terms of, yeah. there's I mean, plenty of positives. In terms of it, like doing it as an intensifier, like yeah. I've got no issues with it. But I wouldn't do it throughout all of training. Like I wouldn't. Yeah. Generally, when I program my tempos for everybody, majority of exercises have like a forward slash for the concentric, meaning like I don't want you to overthink, overthink how fast or how slow you're driving up a hack squat. Just fucking get up, yeah. like that, that kind of thing. But if it was like at the end of a session and it was a more of an isolation that we were trying to create more, more stress, more time and attention, then we might look at adding in three, four second concentric as well. Yeah, no, okay, I agree. Uh, we've got Toby Warner, um, used to ask loads of questions, hasn't really asked any. You know, my client Toby used to ask them all when we first started. Uh, but yeah, he's come through with another question. Uh, bent over rows, how much momentum should you use? Everyone says different things. Just throw it around, bro. Just that's what, like, that's what I say, bro. Just throw this weight around. It's a tough one, isn't it? Like, I'm not going to yeah. give a certain degree. Like, right, Mate, you ended up on the form police for your bent rows. You can't. You're only, you're only allowed 15 degrees of of spinal extension or anything like that. Like, yeah. Generally, like what I would say is, and it's quite hard because you might it's film the video, you yeah. film it from a different angle, it looks good. You film it from the next angle, it looks shit. Like, what I would say is, bend over, row the weight. How does it feel? Does it feel like your back has been stimulated well? did you make that challenging or did you just stand up with it every rep? Like if you'll know the difference, like 
if you're like you're not expecting to do it where you're staying parallel with the floor and you're hinged over at a, a full sort of 90 degree angle I, i'm not expecting that but i'm also not expecting you to just turn it into a shrug right at the end of the set where the last three four reps are pretty poor there's a level to it and one thing that i try and sort of cover with with my clients when they send the videos over is i'll say like make sure that the movement isn't initiated from the knees or the hips make sure it's initiated from the scapula um so yeah try and stay over it dumbbells to like mid shin make sure that you're initiating the weight with the scapula if you're not doing too much through the knees and the hips then it's probably going to be pretty good or if you do the 60s for four reps you'll get on the phone please yeah exactly that's what it was or your bent rows with the barbell a year oh, yeah. before oh yeah so exactly. i love my bent rows yeah two times mate you've been busted to be fair, the bent rows with the barbell were poor the bent rows with the dumbbells were pretty good i don't i don't think that was that bad <laughs> it, was just, it was just a low rep set yeah, it was a low That's rep set. I think we kind of screen capped the last like two reps. You know, like I was, I saw it and I was like, again, this is weird. Like it's not bad. That it's not a bad set. Like it wasn't like for my. I videoed. It wasn't where it was bad. The angle probably wasn't playing much of a help, but who the fuck cares? So yeah, fair enough, uh, Toby. Um, I'm gonna go with two questions because I know it's mine, but they're, they're actually linked. Uh, not with Toby's. Uh, DP20, another one of my clients, Dan Park. Clearly, really food focused. Death row meal, starter, main dessert, and then Tesco meal deal. Oh, but, I like these questions. I like it when we can like, chat about these kind of shit. Things. Tesco meal deal. I don't even know what test like. What's is God, a meal deal like? A bag of crisps, a sandwich, and a drink. I don't know what a meal yeah, deal so is. You I've get, never bought a meal deal. You get a drink. You get a snack, which can be like chocolate bar, crisps. A bar can be like uh, a maybe. Yeah, maybe you can have that yeah. if you want. And then a sandwich or pasta or something like that. Oh, well, like the pasta and chicken and stuff yeah. like that, like the little boxes that you get the little plastic fork. Let's do the okay. first one first. What did he? What was the death row meal? Okay, starter main dessert. <sighs> All right, I don't know. I struggle with these ones. Um, yeah, I do. Starter. To be fair, when me and Shannon go out for food, usually when we get like, if we get a starter, we'll get like a mushroom, like mushroom bruschetta. I'll have that. Fucking hell, this is more fancy than me. I've never so had It's like, oh, it's nice, mate. Which, like, from a, I can't remember, oh, it was, where was it? From when we went to the Ivy in Bath, okay, it wasn't called Mushroom Bruschetta, but it was something like that, mate. It was fucking ridiculously good. It was better what than is mate. a Mushroom Bruschetta? Can you oh, help me? Bruschetta is a, a, a form of bread. Um, okay. And then it's a mushroom usually, bread. It usually comes with like a mushroom sauce and mushrooms. Um, um, yeah, it's good. Okay. So I'll have something like that. I'll have the halloumi sticks from Nando's. <laughs> That's all I know. Like, halloumi sticks are hard. Yeah, they're good. They're good. That's what I go for. Yeah. Um, uh, main. Yeah, main. I'm trying to think, like, last meal that you're ever going to have. Yeah. I I'd probably I'd, have. I'd probably have a really good pizza. I would. Yeah, pizza. Yeah. Pizza. That'd be pretty not going to give an exact one, like yeah, just like just like a really nice one. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. You'd be dead. You'd be dead the following day. You'd yeah, but it awesome. matters at the time. It matters the most meal the, a meal has ever. I happened. wouldn't be able to enjoy it because I'd be like, I'm fucking dead next tomorrow. Yeah, it doesn't really <laughs> like, matter, does it? Yeah, I'd just be sat there. You like, accepted yeah. that. If you'd been told, right, on this day yeah. you're going to die, like, so get your meal in. Like, tell me what your order's going to be. Yeah. So yeah. my usual, my usual, like, it depends what time it is. If it's M three, time yeah. for me, I just have usual M three. They're yeah, usually on three. They're like, okay, fair, fair enough. What's that? 100 carb, like 10 fat, and then like 50 protein. Yeah, that's right, mate. Yeah, sound. Make right, it however you want, as long as you hit those macros. So if yeah, it fits so. your macros, approaching it. I don't care. 
yeah exactly exactly um and then dessert what you gonna? i'm gonna get uh, an oreo milkshake from from Coco in that mess. mate don't no need to be mean come on <laughs> i'm not because of, oh actually i do no. not get i'd get i don't know what to get you know i don't i, I don't. <laughs> I'd do it's come straight into my life yeah. i'd get cookie dough dessert um probably i'd probably get like a white kinder bueno flavored cookie dough dessert yeah fair enough mate. that sounds good yeah that did sound quite good so yeah that was that i just get an oreo milkshake it's mental. I feel like if you were to listen to that, you'd be the one sounding like you just come out of a prep, let alone, you know, I'm just like, oh, sound. I, I don't know. Don't like, I feel like those, are, yeah, I'm not like, oh, I really want that. It's just like, no. if it was my last meal, like, I'd, those are the, if like now I was told what, right, makes, if someone was to say, right, we're well, going to go out for food and you've got, like, if I had loads of choices, they're the, on the menu, they're like the three things I'd probably pick. Yeah. So it's not like it's you know like, what we should have been like a good question would be like worst bit of food you've had over the last year. Like, that'd be quite a good question. Well, I'd glad, say glad the, that you asked me it then. No, no, because there's no one's asked us. I'd say Chiquitos, Wank, or the Pizza Hut that we had, you know, the together. Hut that we had was that horrendous. Fucking awful. That was awful. You I was a week after. And you liked it. No, no, no. I was I didn't mind. I was just like, it was mate, it was ten days after a show. I was I had two three slices, I think, and I was like yeah, it it's, it's all right. Vile, like really bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't that good. So yeah, that's 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 that. Uh, you want to go for your questions, mate? No, I got hmm? the meal deal question. Oh, meal deal. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, meal deal. What's? I don't even know what. Like I said, I would not know what a meal deal is. Drink. I, I feel even like if it's going back to my old days. Oasis Orange. When I was like thirteen, I used to love them. Oh, the orange oasis. Get that. I'd probably get. Get water. Uh, oh my god! Did you see that? <laughs> did you spill? Yeah, this is too big. I just dropped it. It just went all over my eye. It went in my eye. Oh god! I just got. This is too big. Stop getting in my eye. Just got. Stop getting in my eye. It's a one mr that my oh, mum got me. Best, best shaker in the game. She bought yeah, best shaker in the game at Josh Bridgman. Cheers <laughs> to the comment, Bridgie, the other day. Big Bridgie commented on my photo big bridgie me and big bridgie are best mates um no my mum bought some one of our cups so she thought she'd get me a bottle it's fucking massive like look at that it's huge so, yeah. uh, i would get a raspberry pepsi cherry cherry cherry's better than raspberry mate no it is it's so much better but um uh poll on spotify cherry or raspberry yeah, actually pepsi. it's not that much of a ball ache to do that so thing yeah. is cherry's been out for a lot longer so it's not fair Mm, yeah, I think cherry's a lot better, personally. But you go raspberry, right? Pepsi, Pepsi Max is what we're going for for a drink. That's no, wait, we're doing it ourselves. You can't change now. You said Oasis. Oh no, I said if I was thirteen, I'd go for an Oasis. I haven't had an Oasis since I was legitimately thirteen. <laughs> All right, well, we don't need to talk about what we would have had ten years ago. We're talking about now. Yeah, okay. Pepsi Max cherry. Pepsi Max raspberry. All right, what what would your snack be? Uh oh, snack. Probably a grenade bar, I'd say. Like, I don't really know. Don't You're going to try it out, do you? No, I don't think they do grenade bars. I don't know. Are the snacks like crisps or like a chocolate so, bar? Yeah, you've got like crisps, chocolates, and then like other things like they do like scotch eggs and fridge raiders and shit like that. Yeah. Um, I haven't had a bag of crisps in over a year, two I, years. I, I can't yeah. remember the last time I had crisps. No, I can't. Oh, actually, yeah. 
Do I have a few at Christmas? But I haven't had I, a bag I of I haven't had a bag of crisps myself yeah. for probably ten years. I had a bowl of crisps that was in front that I made that everyone last took night. Into my lap. Yeah. <laughs> last night, yeah, last night. Literally before this. <laughs> like, I can't remember. Oh, Halfway through. <laughs> just like, oh, you see you see rappers in the back and just like is there some walkers like no. Massive tub <laughs> of Pringles in the background. Yeah. Oh, I haven't had Pringles in ages. Like literally, legitimately, since I was in school, I'd say I've had, uh, last time I had Pringles. There was a lad called James Rummery who used to bring in, you know, a tub of Pringles. And the second he got them out, people would be like, "Yo, James, spare me a Pringle." <laughs> You'd just be giving them. And by the time he actually got into himself, he probably only had like a quarter of the pack. He just there was always them out. kids like that, weren't there? Like, yeah, I like I don't know. Why would you do that? Did you? Were they the kids that just had loads of money, so they always had shit? I don't know, but he always had a like a new tub of Pringles, and, every, and he was just really nice. He was just a kind guy. Everyone was like, "James, give me, a, just give me a Pringle," and then you go up to him like, "James, have another Pringle," and he give you a few. And you go right buy, there, you go buy your friendship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know so, what my uh, what my snack would be. Um, I'm going to say fridge raiders because I have had those chicken fridge raiders before, and actually, all right, I think you get like they the little like the little cooked pieces ten grams, of chicken. yeah, like ten grams of protein. Yeah. Or something. I wouldn't know. I've never had them. I, uh, I, I wouldn't know. Pack, pack of crisps. Have a, have just, a grenade bar, mate. Just let's say that they do it. Yeah. They do that. It's fine. I have a grenade bar. A glorified chocolate bar. That's what I'll have. And no, then mate. for our main, I've had the pasta and chicken before and I actually That's thought they were pretty good. good right? yeah. yeah. I'm not a fan of the sandwiches. I think the bread's too dry when I've ever had them. And they're like 28 grams of fat in one. And I look at it, I'm like, yeah, how is there 28 hard. grams of fat? I think like, some of them are all right. Um, when I, cause I used to have them sometimes, you know, when I worked like mate, when I was like 19, when I worked at next or 18, yeah. when I lived back at home, I used to go to yeah. Asda and get meal deals quite a lot. Um, yeah. and I think like one of the chicken salad ones was like eight grams of fat. So that was all right. Okay. Yeah. But I used to get the chicken pasta and the chicken yeah. tomato pasta. But what is really nice, if you're not asked about the fats, chicken Caesar salad wrap, that's good. Oh, I've had them. Yeah. They're good. Yeah. They're, 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 like I said, the wraps are mental because you look at them, they're so small. And like I said, they're literally like the sandwiches and wraps have a stupidly high amount of fat yeah, com- for what they should. Like, I almost want to look at it and be like, where's the fat in this? Because it's not, it shouldn't be that high. Yeah, it shouldn't be that high. Like, I should get my scales and be like, look, Tesco, do you mind if I just kind of just make weigh sure? all this out? Yeah, weigh all this out. I'm like, oh, fuck it. From the not sauce, that. isn't it? The Caesar sauce, yeah. the Caesar dressing. Yeah. Quite yeah. high fat. I agree. Right. Your question, if you want, mate. Good questions, though, Dan. I mean, again, like considering you're in a gaining phase, mate, two questions about food. Like if you were back end of a diet, I'd be like, yeah, fair enough. He's a bit food focused. But this is from Bulking Since Birth. Um, You know, the guy trains at Warehouse. Warehouse. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen him in Warehouse. No, I've never. I think he's asked me a question. Or he texted us in the story. He trains earlier than we do. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Top five gyms you've both trained at in the UK. Okay. The Mecca, um, the Mecca, Ultraflex Rotherham, best gym in the game. That's number one. At, at Cuba. At, at Cuba ceiling or whatever. Ceiling? Ceiling? Yeah. Um, yeah, Ultraflex Rotherham, um, Ultraflex Leeds, um, Progress Works. <laughs> Fuck that. Um, no, I'd say Ultraflex is a like, top tier. I can't really put into the gym. Yeah. Like, like Ultraflex is just that if you have an Ultraflex and it's within 30 minutes of you, 45 minutes of you, I'd probably say just go there. Like if not, there's a few, like all the gyms in Leicester are very meh. There, there's not, there's, there's good gyms that they're not bad, but there's not one gym that you have to go to. Like it's not, this is the place to be that says, says so on the, the Evo wall. <laughs> no, <laughs> so, 
Yeah, I like Evo, Evo uh, Evolution Fitness in Leicester. I like it there. Yeah, but we can't say that's like a top five gym in the UK. No, 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 definitely not. Definitely not. No, but I was more saying like, I like Premier, Premier Sound. Would it be the top five gym in the UK? No. Warehouse very easily could be. Mm, And to be fair, it should be based on the size, the location, the available, like the kit there could be so much better. Like, that could be a top five gym. There's some yeah. like, really good pieces, but then there's also yeah. a lot of shit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's well, a, yeah, a imagine, shame. imagine if that was, that could be an ultra. Where, uh, an ultraflex. Yeah. hundred percent could be an ultraflex. You know, ultraflex leads is half the size of warehouse, half the size, but like warehouse you look at the, the kit. Yeah. Warehouse is huge. Warehouse has everything that you would need to be like a top, top gym in, in England. And it's not, so it's a shame. And uh, and that is, like I said, it is a bit of a shame, but it could be. Um, so yeah, I'd say ultraflexes would be like a non-negotiable. If you had yeah, all the all the ultraflexes, I guess. Yeah, if we just categorize them as one. Um, you, have you trained uh, any? Like, I know, did you train at Prophecy when you were there? What would you? You said that was all right. Yeah. You, if that, I feel like when you trained at an ultraflex, there's not really any other gym yeah, chains. Like, Prophecy's oh more God. right. Like, yeah. it's good. Like I trained at that not. Tatum's or Tatham's powerhouse gym. Cool yeah. gym. That was that. Like it was cool. Like there wasn't like I wouldn't what about be that elite fitness. Was it yeah, that? that was good. Yeah, that was small though, mate. That was small. That wasn't that big. That had good bits of kit. Had prime pieces. It had like a good shoulder press. But what about that one in Redditch? That yellow one. The elite fitness one. Yeah. Again, same. Like that's I, called, I went. Yeah, that's thinking. called elite fitness, isn't it? And then the other one's called like elite SK. The one in stock. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yes, yeah. So the uh, Elite Fitness Redditch, me and Zanai train there uh, on the way to that Team Evo kind of um, like meal and uh, night out, uh, but I didn't drink. It was fantastic. Um, that was, yeah, the gym was sound. Like it was all right, but like there wasn't like for, for back, there wasn't really any Panata bits to kit. It was like, again, I feel like, again, when you train at Ultraflexes, you can pick floors in, in any real gym and it was cool. The setup was cool. The, the, the place was cool. But again, I wouldn't be like, oh, I need to train there. Like future is okay in Coventry. It's a, it's an okay gym. I feel like if it's not an ultraflex, just the vast majority of gyms is just like, yep, yeah, okay, sound. There's not really much complaints. There's the, the kits are right, but there's not really one gym that has everything. Where like if you were to if we were to live half an hour away from an ultraflex, we'd train there every day. There wouldn't really be much of a doubt. We might train somewhere like, different. It's only an hour just, for me. I, it was like mm. fifty five minutes, mate. It's yeah. Really not that far. Mm. Yeah. And then it's like, an extra like 40 minutes for you hmm, yeah i just need to sleep around yours mate on the days we train i'll be like oh just sleep around bins shannon can sleep on the sofa oh yeah of course yeah me and you me and you in bed shannon out oh reese is coming out tonight and she's shannon, shannon's like, oh, I've already made, I've already made oh yeah, yeah see you later see you later boys enjoy m5 together in bed that's what <laughs> be, but yeah, sound. catch you later but yeah i so yeah top five gyms we've given one ultraflex that's it yeah, <laughs> sorry that that's not any better than that but yeah, like I, I could name four other gyms that are all right, but it's just probably not really worth it, and I can't really tier them that well. Yeah. Um, go on, mate. Unless you've um, got any, because no one likes you. Didn't ask any, mate. That's what it was. Uh, Geo Ashley won. Who wins in an arm wrestle? We've already answered. We don't know. Probably me because I'm heavier. And yeah, but I just I don't think I'd want to do it. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. Like, I, I literally, someone was like, yo, bro, arm wrestle me. I'd be like, no, sorry. We've answered that before, haven't we? That we were like, yeah. we just wouldn't do it, as boring as that is. Yeah, we have Halo Gym, 
underscore Harvey. So Harvey from Halo Gym, uh, with an underscore in between, believe it or not. That's what I said. <laughs> Harvey. <laughs> Halo, Halo What's Gym. What's his name and what gyms do you go to? Halo, Har- Halo Harvey Gym. That's what it could be. Uh, if intensity and execution are spot on, can you get much growth out of one time per week frequency? So training will come in one time per week. You trained, we've trained, I trained pull one time per week frequency, my back's all right. I've trained lower one like, time per week. I think, I think that's where yeah. you should start. Like, yeah. If you can, if you think about it, like if you were to really just focus on like one, if you imagine like one set of each like main movement once a week, like of course yeah. you're gonna grow. Like, and yeah. then over time, obviously you'll escalate your volume up and everything. But yeah, like hundred percent, especially like. Of course you don't escalate volume, mate. Obviously. We're telling them you don't escalate volume. Volume so. escalation is everything now. Yeah, um, exactly. But yeah, I think like hundred percent. I think it's very easy like nowadays, and I actually was saying this to to a client like people almost think the only way to build more muscle is by adding more sets now. It's like, yeah. that's not the only <laughs> way. Like, yes, we need to progress volume in one way over time, but a really good way of doing that is by adding load over time um, or yeah. even by adding, adding reps over time in terms of the, the sets that you're already doing. Um, so yeah, like hundred percent, you don't need to have frequency up at three times. It can help. And I think it's definitely beneficial on smaller body parts that are less demanding, but yeah, yeah, I think for, for some bigger muscle groups, I, I do think a lot of the time, less frequency is actually beneficial and just really focusing on getting very, very strong on, on like the basic movements. Yeah. Yeah, I also think as well, like there's going to be plays like, for example, that kind of go into that. So for example, the stronger you are, it's going to be playing an impact, uh, like some level of, um, it's like, for example, if you're ridiculously strong, you're probably not going to be able to get away with two to three times per frequency. I know I wouldn't be able to probably nail my posterior chain and, and hip hinge twice per week or i won't be able to train pull twice per week with the like our pull sessions are brutal like the the two sets of a dumbbell bent over row two sets of a um of a stiff, stiff leg deadlift there's no surprise that finn actually has pull at two times per week frequency but you literally mentioned earlier your pull uh that session isn't that demanding like you're not doing anything bent over with load it's literally all chest supported work or just single arm work where it's more so if it's between like a pull day and yeah. a back day in it yeah exactly so yeah i feel like again a lot of people are married to like two times per frequency and i say like literature does suggest two times per frequency seems to be a good spot for for overall kind of hypertrophy and that that's a good thought process but as you get stronger do you need everything at two times per frequency no you, you definitely don't like we said on the last few podcasts some of our best trainings when we were training four times a week and we were just upper lower upper lower we had prioritization regarding certain days where we do a flat bench the other days we do a bent over row as our main movement and we just got stronger doing the basics so yeah if ex- I'd even say as well, if intensity, you could even say execution. If execution is even spot on, you could still, if your intensity is good, you can still just do one time per week and still grow. So obviously, having execution intensity, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Depends and then you on the level you're at. Well, what would you say, sir? Depends on the level you're at. Like the higher level you're at, then obviously the sort of less returns you're going to get. But yeah. definitely early years of training, like if you're just getting stronger and, and even on once once a week, you're definitely going to be able to grow still, aren't you? for yeah, yeah, years yeah. as well like that's not just like the first year like probably for many years yeah definitely your question if you want mate um will bertolini good old will uh, most most aesthetic muscle in your opinion the penis penis yeah no mine's not mate definitely not as Sanaya, as Sanaya said on the whatsapp uh, video that i showed you <laughs> penis no god no I didn't you also say said that. you've got a big penis no i didn't <laughs> 
<laughs> that was at the rave, yeah. Uh, basically, guy. We spoke about this, did we? I'm oh, pretty sure yeah. we spoke about it last week. Really? Yeah, I'm not too sure. Um, yeah. Anyway, confirmed. Definitely not me, mate. That's for sure. So nice, confirmed that. Cheers, cheers, Sonia. Um Yeah. Does, does he mean on our physiques or just in general? No, I think just in general. Most like what? What do you deem oh, as Will? That? Will, if I'm being honest, Will, I just absolutely love a rock solid pair of biceps. It's just so aesthetically pleasing. I just love some biceps. Anyone want to send me some bicep photos? Oh, I just really love a, a good set of biceps. No, I I think. I think delts look good because it makes you, it gives you just a wider appearance. Maybe that's my men's physique kind of body part coming through. But then I actually think personally, like if you have a, a ridiculous set of quads, I have a lot of respect because I'll just be like, yeah, you fucking train well, you train hard. Like if you've just got this a, is a bit stirred. of a cop out, this is a bit of a cop out of an answer, but it's like if you had one but not the rest, it doesn't really matter. So it's not it's not aesthetic yeah. if you don't. You know what I mean? Like bodybuilding's about symmetry and balance and flow if you've yeah. got just one like really good muscle group it's not going to look that aesthetic so it all yeah. it all complements each other like if i look at someone's yeah. physique and they've got mint quads i'm probably not looking at the quads i'm probably thinking well i didn't where else i didn't like, i didn't like, imagine it like that though i imagined it like somebody kind of like let's say wearing like a jumper and they've just pulled their trousers down trousers down <laughs> And I'm just like, why have you I'm just, imagined it like that? No, and I'm just looking at them, looking at their quads. I'm like, their quads are good. I'm someone in a jumper just pulling their trousers down. That's all I'm thinking. <laughs> Me in a posing room and going, looking now, mate, your quads are amazing. Yeah, that's a nice set of quads. That's a lovely set of quads. No, I'm not imagining it like they're standing in front of me and I'm assessing their physique. I'd be more like they're like pulling their trousers down and then just showing me their favourite muscle, which is their quads. Or and you're bending you over. Is that what you're yeah, imagining? Or in your in your case, you are cock. And in my case, I'd be like my glutes. So it would just be like, well, you're you're well, they, might, they just kind of meet in, in the middle, might as well pair them up. Yeah, that as well. It would be a shame not to. God willing, we're sorry, mate. Since the start, I, I started saying about the biceps. We just turned this awfully camp and homosexual or slightly weird. So I do apologise, well. But yeah, um, I, I agree with Finn's answer. Um, but I think if I was to pick one, I think, like I said, good shape, good pair of quads wouldn't be a bad shout. Mm, but yeah. yeah. To be fair, I do kind of agree with that. Yeah. Like, it is impressive. It's it's like, oh, fucking hell, that's a good set of quads, that. Well, imagine, like, you know what I'd find quite funny if it was just, like, a ridiculous set of traps, like, huge. <laughs> I'd just be like, fair enough, mate. You look like a fucking tank. Like, quite common, to be fair, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, right, we got Alex underscore Kingsley. So, again, that I saw uh, in Leeds. Thought pretty good question, this is. Um, he's asked two. I don't know if I asked one of them. Did I ask last week, most brutal intensifier you've programmed? I don't know if I asked that. I don't think so. Right, we'll answer both then. So first one, uh, we'll go through that actually because I've already mentioned it. Most brutal intensifier you programmed yourself. So I don't know if this is for, for other clients or whatever. I think th the first one that comes up to apparent, the single leg um, triple drop set continuous with a pause that we did, you know, at periods of time, horrible. The pause, do you remember that high rep paused hack that we had at the start of last year that was like a 20 to 25 repper that we didn't have enough load for when we, we didn't get that load. So it was like a real high rep set. That four, no, six by eight cluster that you did on the leg press. Do you remember that? First rotation during uh, lockdown training. It was like a six by eight. It was like 40 plus reps. I remember it's fucking... Oh, fucking hell, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there we go. That <laughs> was ages ago. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And it was that, against yeah. the wall on the left as you walk in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember spotting that set. Brutal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, cluster sets are pretty grim, aren't they? Yeah. 
Uh, if they're nasty by design, like you can do a four by four cluster and it feels just like oh, yeah, 16 months. Like, if you're doing it to the level that you like, I would expect, like, you'd want people doing it to. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd also say, like, a giant set on a, a leg extension, like a really mm. high rep leg extension. Like, I did it, I have it, obviously, we spoke about it at the end of my leg sessions. I do just like a 50 rep giant set pretty much try and get like 20 to 25 reps without pausing and then just pause as many times as needed until I get 50. I did yeah. that on the um, plate loaded prime leg extension loaded in the length and range. Fucking hell, it was grim. Like it was good though. Like it's, it's a nice feeling though. So I don't know if I can call it like the most disgusting because it's like a nice feeling, but it's painful. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe sense. a cluster set is worse than that because it's just more demanding. Yeah, and like the re-rack, rack yeah, process. Yeah, yeah. I'd say a cluster. Alex, the reason why he's asked is I've got him doing a, a triple drop Smith split squat at the end of one of his lower sessions. No. And, uh, yeah, and uh, I said, I was like, mate, it could be worse. You could get to that final um, drop and then do a rest pause on top. I was like, it could always be worse. Have another drop, have another drop. <laughs> yeah, it could be a, like a quad drop or something. A quad drop for your quads to literally drop afterwards. That would probably be something that could be could be programmed. But yeah, there's plenty that spring to mind. And some of those sets, like I said, they, I, I think about them and there's nothing but like pain and anguish in the moment. But like I look back and go, yeah, they're the sets. Like, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're good. Yeah, they're, they're, they're the most. You always feel good after. Things. Like even oh, yeah. when you feel grim, you feel good for it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I like the stuff that kind of scares you. Get to the end of a lower session, you're ruined and you're like, right. Time for time stupid to, shit. Yeah, <laughs> time to do stupid shit. That's what it is. Um, yeah. All right, I'm going for a wee, so you can do this next question. Right, sound. We'll crack on. Um, so Alex has also asked, uh, thought process when adjusting food in gaining phases, uh, when slash what to adjust? And uh, and to be fair, it's a bit of a shame that Finn's not here um, to, to answer, so hopefully I can kind of string this on for, for a long enough point. But it's going to be very, very person-dependent and where you are in a phase. Uh, obviously, if you're coming out of a dieting phase, it almost makes sense to, let's say, if you've been in a compromised position from like your fat intake, let's say you pulled fats down, um, obviously fats are going to play a massive role in overall well-being, hormonal uh, functions, and just general kind of fluctuations. So it's going to make sense to kind of get fats up into a range that's most likely going to be maybe not optimal but at least into a healthy uh, healthier spot so fats could be something you play around with we then have carbohydrates obviously carbohydrates don't want to sound cliche but the main source of fuel for uh, energy for the body so and then as well we're going to be playing a role in recovery so glycogen replenishment in general which is going to be one of the main energy sources that we utilize while we train so it makes sense uh, to, to prioritize having a high carbohydrate based diet i've always been a fan of pulling down if i've got my total calories set at let's say four thousand, i would much rather the bulk majority of that be through carbohydrates uh, relative to keeping fats in a healthy spot for for optimal growth than just to kind of have fats at maybe 100 to 120 grams etc yes they take up the total calories but it therefore can pull away from performance so finn the question is thought process when adjusting food and gaining phases and just to summarize because you haven't listened i basically said it massively depends on where the individual is at for example coming out of a dieting phase it would make sense to if you've pulled down fats got them into a suboptimal position getting fats up into an optimal position but then from that point you obviously want to be working up carbohydrates i feel like protein could be worked up as a result of your carbohydrates 
carbohydrates go up because obviously if your carbohydrates are getting higher it's going to result in obviously your protein from incomplete sources getting higher but it's going to again be very person dependent and where it's going to be at so for example let's say uh, if you were to have a, a client come to you or a client let's say you're working with six months he needs a food adjustment he's got a train day non-train day i'm guessing you'll have a big variance in between them what would your thought process be for someone like that would you have it's very person dependent isn't it it's hard to answer like but would you have any input pretty much what you said mate like prioritize carbs as much as you possibly can push them as high as you can only really increase the protein and the fats when needed based on those carbs going up um and if it gets to a point where the client's really really struggling to get more carbs in then i would argue you can either look at increasing the fats a bit more um or you can even just look at increasing the rest day food a bit more but I do quite like having rest days as like lower food days and just pushing the carbs on training days as, as much as possible. Yeah, I actually wanted to kind of continue on this because I've got one. I got it's kind of a good thing where like I've had and this is, I get a bit. I'm guessing you have clients like this at times where you might give them. Let's say that calories. Oh yeah, I forgot. Sorry, mate. I forgot about that. A bit of a touchy subject. Well, when Finn had clients, uh, so you might have to, to, to run your, your mind back a few months. Um, when you when you had some clients, you ever had like clients where they'll have their let's say you set the calories up at four thousand eight hundred, quite high, like not going to be an easy level of food to get in if your structure is pretty poor, and you might have their fat set at sixty five grams on a training day and their carbohydrates up at whatever would need to be high to to get obviously their their calories up to where they need to be, and they might get their total calories in and their, their carbs to fat ratio is pretty poor. Like they're having a lot higher fats. And I always say to them, like you can get away with this for a certain amount of time, but it's going to get to a point where you're going to feel pretty sluggish. It's obviously going to be easier to get in because one gram of fat equates to nine calories, one gram of carbs equates to four calories. So if you were to say, right, get 5,000 calories in or 4,800 you said in this example, and you were to say, get it in as easy as possible. I think short term. Yeah getting fats it's going to be easier but then you're going to get to a point where you're going to feel really sluggish your optimization and utilization of those nutrients are not going to be there we know fats play a massive role in slowing down the digestion of carbohydrates so you're not going to be that efficient actually going through food like for example on rest days right now i always feel really full just because my i have higher fats in each meal and my fats aren't even that high by design it's like 82 grams so if i was to have my fat stupidly high like 100 110 120 130 grams and i'm not gonna say that's stupid i think that can be there can be benefit and reference for that but i often think it almost is like long term definitely going to be holding you back and it's actually harder to get your carbohydrates higher and it's just because people don't want to eat plain foods that are just solely focused on carbohydrates like how many times have i said to you i struggle to have my fats higher than 60 grams or 70 grams on training days uh i've had my fats like 30 and 40 grams before and i'm like yeah sound i could easily do that year round and it's more so just getting them into a position from more like a health perspective where it's going to be optimal you know yeah, you have that. I feel like you have that separation with clients where you have the ones who actually struggle to get the fats in, and then you have the ones who struggle to to keep them down. Keep down. I think yeah. a lot of that's just based on your upbringing, based on your pool of foods that you use. Um, yeah. And usually, I just try and sort of educate people on right. You know, look at whole foods a little bit more. When I say that, I mean like whole macro foods. So right, yeah. here's your protein sources. They're pretty much solely protein, minimal carbs, minimal fats. Likewise for carbs, likewise for fats. And try and use those as like your main foods so that you're not going, oh shit, you know, I added, you know, I had my, my, my protein meal, my protein in that meal was 50 protein, but it also meant I had 20 fats. Um, obviously, if you, if you want that, then fine, you know, using something like beef or like salmon, yeah, great. But if you're trying to keep your fats down on a training day, then beef and salmon are probably not your best bet. Yeah, so you've yeah. just got to, you just got to like learn a little bit more, take a bit of time, plan ahead, make sure that you get that sort of planned out, so you know right. Okay, actually, beef and salmon is probably not good for a training day, but 
you know, rest day foods higher, fats are higher. We're trying to get some more essential fatty acids in anyway. So it makes sense having them in there, mm -hmm. but yeah, it just takes time. Um, but yeah, I completely agree in terms of short versus long term with fats. Like if we were trying to do a food challenge, like a 10 K challenge, like your fats are going to be crazy high. But if you're mm -hmm. trying to actually work your food up over time and, and actually gain benefit from that in terms of performance and there's a load of data on the fact that a higher carb diet versus a higher fat diet for for athletes is much more beneficial to, to be on higher carb why would you not try and do that why would you not try and you know make the most of it when you're doing all the other things all the other minor percentages mm -hmm. like tracking your sleep and tracking your steps and taking supplementation why would you neglect something you know as as important as the balance between carbs and fats just because Oh, I don't really like Easy having today. rice yeah. or yeah, just basically by being a bit lazier. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And like I said, it's, it's always the, the individuals where long-term they're the ones that they struggle to get their food higher because they're like, Oh, I'm so full after a few months of having higher food. Or they just yeah. don't adhere. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Cause their, their sort of their mentality towards food has always been sort of, Oh well, having you know having rice and chicken and veg, you know I can't have that all the time. Oh, yeah. it can't be healthy. I need to have, I need I to have, have something else. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like well, you don't actually. If you you know get into a good routine, you don't obviously have to have that exact meal. But you know I've, the amount of times I've said to clients like, you know, I guarantee your your time management will be better, your routine will be better. It'll save you time decision making. You'll you'll generally feel so much better for eating the same foods. And as long as you actually make sure that those foods are foods that you enjoy, that doesn't mean they have to be crazy high fat. Like, yeah, it'd be nice. We, you know, we'd all maybe want to have donuts every day, but realistically, not you're not going to feel no. good. Yeah, exactly. You're not, not, not going to feel good no. for it. Like, it might sound nice if you're like, oh, I wish I could fit donuts into my diet every day, but would no, you actually? Like, no, yeah. exactly. Right. Yeah. Like, I always, I said this before, but like over the festive period, like I had four meals a day for like three days and like my foods were a little bit heavier in like calorie dense meals. And like there was a few meals that were a bit different or foods. And I like, I just felt like my stomach doesn't feel good. I do not feel good. I wouldn't want to eat again. Like I wouldn't be able to fit a fifth meal in, which means my calories would have been inconsistent and it would just been a right fucking ball ache because I wouldn't have felt good within myself. Like I said to, to, to Snaya recently, like when we've been away here or there, like foods have been, and not my food's been pretty much the, the same, but let's say we've had like an off, plan, an off plan meal or whatever. I always struggle to eat the level of calories I need to. Like I, was, I woke up again lighter today than when I actually went away based off the fact that I can't ever overeat on foods that are not my usual because I literally just like, I get full and my stomach doesn't feel good. And I know that's probably a heart, like people might hear that and go, fucking hell, that's a, that's a nice problem to have. He loses weight if he eats off plan. Yeah, but, but you learn like, well, not you learn, you, yeah. you earn that, right? Yeah. Like it's difficult yeah. to gain weight at the point that you're at and likewise the point that i'm at like with the food oh, yeah, that definitely. i'm on it's difficult to gain weight but yeah. you have to earn the right to get there it takes a lot of time and effort to get there it takes a lot yeah, of adherence to... eating the same yeah. working it up over time and training really hard it oh, takes yeah, yeah. a lot of time to get to that point if we were to like go on holiday like me and you and we were to still train same standards do exactly the same i can guarantee we would struggle to not come back lighter just off the yeah. fact that we'd be probably be a bit more a bit more active and we'd literally be like, right, we need to fucking eat. Like, but we'd make it apparent. We'd be like, right, this is my breakfast. This is what I need. And I'd almost kind of go off feedback. And I'd be I like, remember right, when, like, when I went to Egypt and this is like yeah. two years ago, like mm. ages ago. And yeah. I came back, I think I came back like a kilo or two lighter and I was eating five meals a day. My last meal, I was, I was obviously all inclusive. I was having 
ice cream when I fancied it and stuff. Like, and I still came back lighter. Fat bastard. I don't know yeah, You're all inclusive. Like, I paid for this ice cream. Shannon, stop yeah, judging me. Like, but no, I still came back lighter because I was still training yeah. and because I wasn't force feeding myself every day. Yeah. Like yeah. I was just, I was, I was still, I was eating very similar, but yeah. it was obviously it's not quite the same. But I was having like, I was having meals at my normal times and I was eating good food choices that I enjoy. And like, if we went out for a meal, it'd be like a chicken based dish or whatever. Um, but yeah, still like ended up coming back lighter because it's not the same as pushing food hard in the off season, is it? It's, it's not yeah. the same. No, definitely not. Right. Do you have any questions? Or do you yeah, want to do I've, like got, I've got quite a lot more, but I need to have a meal, mate. Um, yeah, I need to eat. Do you want to do one more? I'm going to wrap it up there. Because I've got, I think, one more from last week's and then I'm done. All right, do yours then, because I've got three more from last week, and then I've got okay. to go this um, Well, I might have two, actually, but I'll say, you know, bulking since birth, he asked me a question last week. What's your favourite session that you currently do? I feel like I answered that, and we both said, like, lower and pull. So I think I think we answered that. So, but if not, lower and pull. <laughs> like, I like pull. I'd probably say pull if it's one of them, Saturday session. Um, and then we have one of my clients, Jack, uh, Jack Murphy, fitness underscore. Um, I feel like this is a question that I'm not too sure because it's so simple. Uh, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way to you, Jack, he just put regulated caffeine intake. And then, you know, like the, that emoji, I say that emoji, I don't know what this, you know, greater the, than less than. yeah, greater than, yeah, that's what it means. Uh, random caffeine intake. So regulated caffeine intake, random caffeine intake, question mark for performance consistency. And I mean, well, right. If so we he's think saying is regulated caffeine intake yeah. better than random. Yeah, for performance consistency. Well, consistency is going to be regulated. Yeah, That's literally something that's inconsistent is not going to be regulated. So if you're after, uh, let's say, consistency, you'd want to be regulated. So, for example, when it comes to, to myself, um, if you were to want me to break it down, uh, I currently have uh, on non-training days 150 to 200 milligrams of caffeine. That is literally either a monster or like a rain energy drink, just an energy drink. Uh, and then on training days, it's literally what my pre-workout is. So uh, Superhuman Supreme um, is like 300 milligrams, 340 milligrams, I think 350 milligrams. Uh, MV Pre is, I think, similar. Um, so I have around 300 milligrams because I usually take just under a scoop, like three quarters of a scoop. Um, I don't have anything else other than that. Uh, there's been times where my workload's pretty high. If it's busy, I might have uh, like an energy drink or some caffeine in the morning upon wake. Uh, I pop on like after I've got like a, a decent amount of water in, but my caffeine stays re- pretty much the exact same throughout the year. And it comes up and it comes down. I bring it down through deload periods and when my workload's really high, it comes higher. Uh, what's yours, mate? I'm guessing you have a rough idea. Like it's you only have pre on my caffeine zero, zero apart from Saturdays where it's like three. You, no, but you you have like coffees and so you in like not. No, I thought you I thought you still no. had a coffee that like, every day. No, I have zero caffeine. When I do have a coffee, I have decaf. Literally, the time I consume yeah. caffeine. I even have um, zero caffeine Pepsi Max. Like literally zero. Yeah. I don't. Mate, I like that. No, 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 no. I, I think it's a real good thought process. I like that because I've been, you've been, mate, how many times, like, if you go back four years ago, three years ago for both of us, how many monsters a day were you having? Like, maybe longer than that, five. You, maybe only one. Not like excessive. Yeah, like, you, but you'd have one a day. When you were dieting, you might have, you might sneak it to two a day and you'd have, like, uh, flavoured drinks that probably, like a Pepsi Max will have, like, 43 milligrams of caffeine, yeah. I think, stuff like that. And, like, again, I, I was the kind of guy, when I was, like, 18, I'd diet on no food and I'd literally have, like, two to three monsters a day 
and a pre-workout and i've been like oh sound i wonder why my sleep shit like it's, i just wouldn't really yeah, know to be fair like I, I, i've had a few clients ask me because i think i've posted it a few times that i only have pre on a saturday so i've had clients yeah. ask me and say like why do you not have caffeine and i say i literally don't need it like my sleep is good my food is high my energy yeah. availability is high it's positive yeah. i'm in a surplus i don't need caffeine like but then if they're dieting, they sort of question, well, do I need it? And I would say, well, to be honest, yes, I'd probably recommend it when you're dieting. There's, there's definitely more benefit to having caffeine when you're dieting in terms of you know, trying to almost sort of nullify the effects of being in a, a negative energy balance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you know, right now, I really don't need it. And I don't even, as well as that, like I don't, and I've always said this, I don't get a massive boost from a pre-workout. Yeah, you've even always now, been like, even weird, now, when I don't, yeah. I don't have any caffeine. I don't take yeah. my caffeine on a Saturday. I'm like, fucking hell, yeah. Like, yeah. I just I have it on a Saturday because we train earlier. And there's potential, there's, there's some small benefits from caffeine with training, which yeah. outweigh on a, on a day when I'm training earlier makes sense. But yeah. the cost that it can have to sleep when I train a little bit later, that outweighs yeah, taking yeah. the caffeine. So I don't take it. No, it makes sense. Makes sense. For yeah. for reference, in case anyone doesn't realise, I train at the same time as Finn, obviously, but I go to bed like two hours later. So for me, it's if we're training at three, it's not going to be too impactful. But like if I was to train, for example, at six, no chance. Yeah. Five, thirty, no chance. Like if it's after like four PM, I haven't had caffeine and it sounds boring, but I haven't intentionally because it's not it's not gonna be much need. Like it's gonna be counterproductive. And again, like it would piss me off if I was to wake up. And I was then like, oh, I had shit sleep. And I realized I had a pre-workout at like 5 p.m. I'd be like, well, I fucking did that for myself. Like, I'm, I'm the reason why today's session might not be the best. So, yeah, yeah it might sound a bit like my, people might listen to that and go like, fucking hell, I haven't even thought that far. But that's the kind of thought processes that you, you have when you're being quite critical regarding everything. So, yeah, uh, like I said, Jack, hopefully uh, I wasn't trying to be disrespectful, but when it comes to like caffeine and consistency it's like well you would want to be regulated like i think that's pretty simple i think it's you could probably come to that conclusion yourself but hopefully we've given you an insight into mine and finn's kind of thought process to caffeine i think that's all my questions from last week so i can actually put up a question box next week which will be sad i won't so i've got yeah. i think i've got like three left from last week and i've got however many i got this week i've not even checked so because you're yeah. so popular aren't so you? popular mate like hundreds i reckon from this week yeah hundreds yeah Nah, fair enough. Well, that is everything. Is there anything that you want to conclude upon, mate? Or can we wrap this podcast up and get a meal in? It's all good, yeah. I need to need to make my beef meal. M4. Beef meal, mine's, uh, mine's, mine's M4 going in. Yeah, rice and chicken for me. Simple, you know. What's rice your and beef, beef and beef? Rice and beef and veg. God, so, so exciting, that, mate. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much that. that. Episode 30. Mm, episode 31 of the once you're in your in podcast um mate do you want to do a pact and actually say next wednesday do you want to try and do the if wednesday works we could do the educational one if you'd fancy we could do we could say um, that on live stream if you're if or we can have a chat about it but we could try and get that ticked off um do like a 20 or 30 minute one no on the not on live stream on the video so therefore if we say it i feel like we'll maybe go yeah all right we'll stick to it well you've said it now we'll we'll try yeah we'll see right fair enough finn's so enthusiastic about that um maybe catch you in the next one and it'd be an educational one maybe not that'll be that uh other than that thanks for the story tags thanks to everybody who tunes in and gets this far and and likewise thanks to everyone who's asked questions uh finn won't put up a question box next week i most likely will um so that'll be a few days after this comes out so yeah other than that guys thank you again for listening i look forward to welcoming you to episode 32 next time and we'll catch you later